talking to my little pony talk. I am the co-host, Mickey Sukinako, and somewhere wandering out there in Dream Valley is our host, Pandora Rose. Hopefully we shall hear her dulcet tones anytime now. I don't even know who it was. My Little Pony Talk. I'm your host, Pandora Rose, and this is my co-host, Nikki Sissoko. Woo! <laughs> I hate my mute button. <laughs> oh, but we have some good times with that mute button. Apparently. Well, because you know, you know how when like you're waiting, you're waiting on hold. Um, maybe you're calling up, you know, maybe the phone company or something like that, and you know you're on hold, and they they say your expected wait time is like five minutes. And you always put yourself on mute because you know you're probably chewing out the phone company, and you don't want them to hear you doing that. But then the next thing you know, you're talking, to, you're talking to them, but um. Yeah, you've completely forgotten that you're on mute. <laughs> well, you know, it's all fun and games, I suppose. All fun and games. Hey, at least I don't do this every week. Well, not every week. No, just every few weeks. <laughs> just enough to keep us on our toes. Yeah, just enough to make just to say, hmm, is she really here? I often ask that about myself. Am I really here? I always ask that of myself, and I think, no, I'm off in La La Land. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh. <laughs> actually, actually, what I ask myself the most is, I wonder if I'm actually speaking English. Like, <laughs> Speaking English, but I'm not really speaking English. Like, what if I'm talking in tongues? That I think I'm speaking in English because I swear I talk and people totally don't get what I'm saying. So I, 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 I just, I don't know. Eh, they're just weird. Either that or they're normal and you're weird. But you know what? Being weird is a heck of a lot more fun. All the best people are. Yes, they are. And here's our other co-host, Miss Summerblade. <laughs> Woohoo! Sorry, I was late. I was getting dinner and stuff, and you're still going to have to listen to me chew. Oh, well, you're going to have to listen to me chew, too, so. <laughs> okay. Because I had to have um, AT&T come out today and fix my internet. Ah. Yeah, over the weekend, you know, I went to go and do something, and they're like, well, your speeds are too slow. And it's like, how is my speed too slow? I've got 12. At least that's what I'm paying for. And then I do a speed net test, and it's like I'm barely getting uh, close to 7. It's like, mm. excuse me, I'm paying and for... And, of course, a... our... I wanted to let everyone know our chat room monitor is in the 
chat room now. Hello, Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, so I did the speed test, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm getting only half of the speed. And I figure, okay, well, maybe it's just the laptop. So I tried my desktop. I'm getting the same thing. And both things are wireless. So I said, okay, maybe it's simply the wireless. So I went and I did the did my mother's computer, which is wired in. And I'm getting mm-hmm. basically the same speed on all three machines. And it's like, Okay, and I've been noticing that, you know, on Hulu, it won't always work properly. It it, it buffers a lot. Mm-hmm. So I end up having to watch that on my laptop. So I was on AT&T's website last night, and I saw a thing to chat with someone, and I thought, wow, 9 o'clock at night, and I can chat with somebody. At least their their written English was pretty decent that I could understand them. You, you well, that's good. When it, when, it, when it is a foreigner, especially when they're typing. But they had said, you know, there is an issue on the line, so it's like, okay, what well, what's the issue? Well, unfortunately, we can't tell you. The tech will be the only one to tell you. So tech came out at about, like, 2.30. Yeah, he did not get done working on the inside of the house until like four o'clock. Mm. So evidently I was getting the right speed at the box. Mm-hmm. It was just going from the box. Well, technically I don't have a box. It's just I have an older phone connection in the house. You know, whereas someone would have like a phone box, I just have wires coming out of the wall. (laughs) And these two copper thingies. I'd have to take a picture for you guys to see it. And so I was getting the right speed there. It just wasn't getting to my modem. So he had to technically just rewire everything so that mm-hmm. there was a splitter right at the at that point to where, A, it splits a data line that's just for the data and then a voice line just for the voice. And then I won't need those. You know how when you get DSL, you get those little jacks that you have to plug every phone into in the house? Mm-hmm. Well, I no longer need those because it's now connected at that connected at the point of entry. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I guess that makes good. everything a little faster. Oh yeah, he he goes this way. You know, you don't have anything buttoned up against each other. Um, mm-hmm. We did have a phone. We do have a phone that was actually hardwired in. Mm-hmm. To the to the phone, uh, he did have to disconnect that because of the fact that you know that would be one less thing 
to go ahead and jam things up. Yeah, something up, something, one less thing taking up all the bandwidth. Yeah. So by the time he got done and we came upstairs and I said, okay, before you leave, I want to run a speed net test on both of these computers because one's wired and one's wireless. So I want to see what my speeds are. No problem. Mm -hmm. So he turns on my mother's computer and he goes, well, this one's booting up. Let's go to yours because yours is already on. Turned on speed net. Push the button. Oh, my dear Lord, that needle went from zero to ten. <laughs> oh, cool. In, like, under a second. <laughs> Something it was not doing over the weekend. Over the weekend, it was like, oh, God, do I have to do this? No, I don't want to. This thing, it was going, oh, yes, yes, yes! <laughs> so, I had to do, I had to do that, so, and luckily, by the time he had gotten here, I'd already worked for about six and a half hours, mm -hmm. so I only had an hour and a half to make up today. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that's why you will hear me munching and probably crunching away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm stuffing my face with my dinner salad. I'll try to do so quietly. Well, I'm eating a, a bread steak sandwich again, so. Okay. Pony birds are eyeing up my salad because it has chicken in it. Ah. Oh. Hey, and I have also eyeing up the boyfriend's chicken. I have a totally random off-topic question for everyone. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you ever like read a book that you've like wanted to read for a long time by an author that's a, supposed to be a really good author, and as you're reading the book, you think to yourself, "If I ever meet this person." I'm going to give them a hug, and then I'm going to punch them in the shoulder until one of us gets a cramp, and I'm going to hug them again. Or is that just... Yes. Yes. No, I've I've read books where because of what the author does to a certain character, I've turned to my boyfriend and said, if I ever meet this guy on the street, I'm going to both hug him and slug him. Yeah. I still have every intention, full, full intention, of if I ever meet Joss Whedon, of punching him square in the you know wheres Oh, my. I've read a few questions. But that's probably another story, and she'll be told at another time. Which is, which brings me back to point. I've been reading The Princess Bride by Bill Goldman. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a man who... No one should ever attempt to play poker with ever. <laughs> Google. I had to Google on Wikipedia to find out if Florin and Gilder were a real place because in his first two introductions, first of two introductions in my copy, he talks about it like it's a real place, like he took his grandson to. Mm -hmm. And it's not a place. 
writer, if they are good enough, you know, they're going to make you think that, wow, this place actually does exist. I want to go and visit that place. A good no, fiction writer makes you question reality. Yeah. Like, well, but that's the thing. Like, this wasn't, like, part of the story, Well, although I could get into that. But, like, it's supposed to be the introduction where he talks about making the book challenges or whatever. And he's talking about taking his son to a museum that's dedicated to Andre the Giant, who played Fezzik, who was a famous actual giant from supposedly the real flooring, which doesn't exist. or units of currency no one used in the Netherlands and Florence, Italy. <laughs> Are you on speakerphone? I don't know. Maybe. Sorry. I guess I, I guess my cheek hit the speaker button. So sorry for yelling at everybody. But seriously, <laughs> but seriously, that means that 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 there isn't really a museum dedicated to Andre the Giant, which I really would have liked to see because he was like one of my favorite wrestlers, and I was it just just knowing that he didn't live as long as maybe he should have just makes me really sad that they didn't have yeah. like surgeries and stuff for giantism the way we do now, and it just. But anyway. That's the book that the Calavista got me for my birthday, and I've been reading it. And 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 this, I I have never questioned my existence more than I have <laughs> in my attempt to read this book. Because now I'm not sure of anything. Princess Bride will do that to you. Yes, the book is and much then, trippier than the movie. Oh, it really is. Mm-hmm. And it's in itself. Run on, run on sentences. Oh my gosh, uh, Buttercup's confession that she that she loved Wesley wasn't like her asking him for a picture and then like smiling when he gets it for her. It's like she goes to his hut and knocks on the door and starts stammering like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I suppose is appropriate because she's like seventeen, and that's kind of what you're supposed to be like at seventeen. But, seriously, it was like a full page of her stammering about how she loves him and how she's only loved him for the last, like, several hours. But the first ten minutes, she thought she loved him so much that, like, no one could ever love that much. But then 20 minutes after that, she realized that the love she felt for him then was even more so. And that the love she felt initially was just pale in comparison. But now that it's been another two hours, they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) She's way more dignified in the movie. I just, I got to hand it to Robin Wright. Robin Wright is a fantastic actress, and she makes Buttercup not an idiot, and I like that. <laughs> all the way in, when when they make a book into a movie, there's three there's three three essential things: the location of the movie, the actors and the actresses, and the director. If you get the right mix. All three of those. Well, it can make if you're getting the fourth person better. Who's that? If you're getting the essential fourth person, the person Who's who writes that? the screenplay. Oh, that's oh, yes. And that was also Bill Goldman. 
there you go. Like, like right now, I have Phil Goldman like r- sitting right up there with Michael Ende, as far as writers who've made presumably false promises to me. <laughs> have you ever read the Neverending Story? Um, no, that's actually on my to read list. Oh, right. I have several. I have several editions because I'm. I get a little obsessed with things. Um, so, um, <laughs> which I think leads into our topic today. Um, but so anyway, in the in the Never Ending Story, which I have multiple editions of, um, mm-hmm. he starts these great uh, like storylines within the story in Fantasia. Which ignore the fact that the book um, was when it was translated into English called Fantasia Fantastica. That was a poor translation and not actually correct. But anyway, um, going on, um, he makes several great sub stories within the story. And when they get to a nice cliffhanger, he 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 in, he says, "But that is another story and shall be told at another time." Guess what? Oh. He never does. Well, if you think about it, that's why it's the never-ending story. Oh, I've heard several people's theories that it's it's the job of the reader to try and, and, and keep the stories going and thus have it truly be an interactive experience and a true never-ending story. And, you know, just like how every time someone comes up with a new name for the for the ruler of Fantasia, it's always the first and only time you'll meet her, even if you come up with multiple true names for her. So, but, but, but that doesn't change the fact that there were many good stories that he never actually got back to. <laughs> and it makes me insane. <laughs> to the point, and I've read it enough times, to the point where saying that has now crept into my own language. You've probably heard me say it say that before, but that is another story and she'll be told it another time. It's because I have read it so much <laughs> that it has become part of my vernacular. <laughs> and he, if it, supposedly at the end of, I, I'm, I'm only part way through The Princess Bride. Wesley's just, Buttercup's just found out that Wesley was attacked by the Dread Pirate Roberts. But according to one of the introductions in the book, at the end of the book, there's the first chapter of what will at some point be a book called Buttercup's Baby. I'm oh, yeah. on it, and I don't think he's ever actually going to write Buttercup's Baby. Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know what? In that sense, there was actually a writer back in the 90s um, by the name of L.J. Smith. And she wrote a series of novel, a series of small novels for young adults that dealt with adult adult type issues in a teenage way. Okay, and there was nine books. Well, there was supposed to be a tenth book. They had a publication date and everything. Then all of a sudden. No publication date. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is there why why is there no end to this book? And this is also the same writer who also wrote uh the vampire diaries. Okay. Uh 
find the book to actually see what um, series it is that she never finished. But then it finally came out that she had become very ill while writing the book. And that she had, she had started it, but she, she wasn't quite finished with it. Came better, just miraculously, about the same time that they made Vampire Diaries into um, a series. And, of course, you know, the first thing ever on every single person's question list is, are you going to finish the book? Because it was, okay, it was the Night World series, because it dealt with, you know, just different. Oh, I've heard of that series. Yeah. Well, this was a book that was supposed to basically end the entire series. It was the series finale. And she came back with, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to start writing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when somebody else took over writing the Vampire Diaries, she became so upset about that that the only thing she became obsessed with was making fan fiction about her oh. book. <laughs> and it's like, and you have people constantly asking her, are you going to finish this book? I mean, seriously. Okay, great. You know, Vampire Diaries is now being written by somebody else, you know. Let go. You you still have one book that people have been waiting 20 years to see. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's... I guess it's something that she's got to get. She's got to get the passion for it for herself because, regardless of how long her fans have been waiting, you know, if the heart, if her heart's not in it. Well, it well, seems well, like, her, like any other work of art, you know, that it it doesn't matter how much you know someone wants to see an artist make a piece. If the artist doesn't feel like making it, yeah, but yeah, like she's focused on that, and nobody really likes her fan fiction. It's like everyone's going back to, "Are you going to finish it? Come on, please." Well, and she might at some point, you know. It's just. Yeah, and that is the that is the big hope that she does eventually get around to finishing it. Um, the funniest thing is her book, it actually already had a um the cover art was already created. So it's that one of those it was art, all ready to go. Yeah, she just needed to finish finish writing the story. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Well, I am in no place to criticize people for having half-finished works on their desk. Because oh, yeah. I'm looking at my desk right now, and that would make me a terrible hypocrite if I was to criticize someone from ha- for having half-finished works. My whole thing, my whole reason about being frustrated with uh, with Bill Goldman talking about Buttercup's baby but not actually writing it is the fact that his reason for not writing it is as much a fiction as the story itself. He's supposedly negotiating with the estate of S. Morgan's turn to get the right to make Buttercup's baby. <laughs> okay. S. Morgan's turn isn't real. I checked. Just like foreign <laughs> isn't real. Foreign was a unit of currency that at one point was used in Florence, Italy, like I said, and uh, Gilder was the variation of the florin that was used in the Netherlands. But beyond that, that's what a Gilder and a florin are. <laughs> there are no places called Gilder or florin because I check and, and it says, <laughs> for it, it, in Wikipedia, it has other, or disambiguation, and it says Gilder and florin are the principal fictional locations in William Goldman's The Princess Bride. So there is really no S. Morgenstern that he has to negotiate with unless S. Morgenstern is what he's named his ego or something. Maybe. Could be the other guy in his head that helped him write the book. You know, it's just... Again, it, 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 it makes me question reality. This is probably a book, by the way, I'm going to probably read multiple times, and I will probably feel this way every time I read it. Strange Faith. That's yeah. what the book name of the book is. <laughs> what is it? Strange Fate. Okay. And the thing is, on her website... She even has a preview of it. <laughs> it's like one of those things that, like, she's dangling this thing in front of you, kind of like, here you go. Kind of like, you know, when you when you tease a dog with a treat. Well... Well, I mean, in essence, that's what, you know, Bill Goldman is doing by talking about negotiating with S. Morgan Stern to make Buttercup's baby. I mean, how long ago did he did he come up with that excuse? How, how, how many years has he been using? I don't even know. I know that he originally published The Princess Bride in the 70s. Ooh. That the movie came out in the early 80s. I have a beautiful illustrated edition. Nice. But yeah, it's it's making me just, just a smidgen crazy. Just a smidgen. Well, at least you don't have a book that, according to... Amazon.com has already been released, <laughs> but yet has never been seen. 
<laughs> See, that was the whole thing about this. There was there was actually a publication date. When you have a publication date, but yet there is no book. Well, that sounds it's, like her publisher and her her editor actually, and agent are not doing their job bringing her in. Actually, yeah, that's a, that's exactly it. I mean, I can understand she got sick. Okay. Well, yeah, it happens to the best And I know every, every fan, you know, understands that she got sick. But she did get better. I mean, you go on Amazon and all you see are bad reviews because she said she's released the book. And there ain't no book. And this was, when this book came out, this was back when um, they had J.B. Dalton's. Oh, wow. And that's a while ago. And I remember this was when they had the small shop. You mean B. Dalton's? No. Yeah. B. Dalton. No. It was bought out by, by Barnes & Noble. No, it was J.B. Dalton's when I had when when it was here. I see. Well, I, I always I, knew it as B. Dalton, so. Well, I remembered it as J.B., but I remembered a store because they had a really small one, and when you walked in there, as soon as you opened the door, it was a smell that you knew you were walking into a bookstore. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, that bookstore smell. smell. That's how small yeah. this place was, and the, there were. If you ever come to visit me, up. if you ever come to visit me in Portland, I promise I'll take you to Powell's City of Books. Oh, I'd love to see a bookstore like that again because when they had when they moved into the big mall, you know, the smell was gone. Mm. The smell was still great, but that that well, you know, open door was gone. And the okay. staff. Okay. Uh, well, Powell's has that smell, but it's not a little. Sh- it's not a little sh- shop. At least the the the, the Powell City of Books has that smell. The one at the mall, at the Beaverton Mall, doesn't quite have that smell. It's too open. Yeah, it, that's exactly it because it's all open. That you don't get that great book smell. But you know, what the great thing about that place was, you know, if you shopped there enough. <laughs> They got to know you so well that you walk in and they call you by name. And they haven't even seen you walk past yet <laughs> because they know exactly <laughs> what time you walk in. One of those where they ne- they don't even look up from whatever they're reading. Hi, Amy. <laughs> yep. It was just like walking into Cheers. <laughs> well, B. Dalton's was where I got all my Babysitter's Club books. Yep. Actually, I got mine, all mine um, through... I don't know if you guys used to do this. Um, the school would always have these little book drives. Oh, yeah, the Scholastic book order thing. The, the Scholastic book yeah. fairs or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, they they but would either have the book 
fair, or they would have the order things, and I would just bring it home, and I'd look at my mother and go, can I please? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but if you really wanted to stay current, like, you couldn't just wait for the book fair or the order thingies. Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, you we know, really didn't know where there was a bookstore near us. I can't imagine living someplace that didn't have a bookstore. That sounds awful. Yeah. But hey, my mother is like my own personal hell. (laughs) No bookstore. See, my mother is the one reason why why she would buy me those books. And she even signed me up for the club was the fact that it got me to read. Yeah. You know, I would get one book and, you know, I would I would devour the entire thing in one night. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't have time to read like I used to because now I have a child that expects attention. Not allowed yeah, to I take don't. frequent breaks from reality anymore. But yeah, I think as we get older, that happens. Things happen. Plus, I'm waiting for my reading glasses to come in. I'm getting new reading glasses. Ah. See, I can actually read better without my glasses, but of course, that's because I'm nearsighted. Oh, see, I'm farsighted. Really farsighted. I could be a sniper, but everything (laughs) I do is unfortunately close up. Painting, reading, drawing, changing divers, the whole lot of it is all close-up stuff. And it's really starting to take a toll. So. Yeah, I'm nearsighted, hey. so at night I can actually pop, take out my, I can take off my glasses. Because I never really realized it until my mother had give me something and I was reading it. And I took off my glasses and it's like, it was clear as day without my glasses. Yeah, my husband is nearsighted. So at night he takes off his glasses to read. Yeah. Well, I'll sometimes do that and just turn on my Kindle and lay on my side and next thing I know I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I've read one sentence and I'm asleep. And it's not because the book is boring. But anyway, so how has everyone's week been? Uh, pretty good. I spent the whole weekend unpacking my collection and putting it back up. Woo-hoo! Oh, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. I had to rearrange a couple things already. <laughs> but... Oh, I can't wait for I, that date. I haven't actually had that that good a few weeks. The last couple of weeks have been really bad for me. Oh no! What happened? The pediatrician doesn't like the fact that my daughter is tall and skinny. Because okay. apparently they're skinny, and then there's skinny. And my daughter is in, like, when you combine her height and her weight together, it puts her in the first percentile. Mm. 
but she doesn't look any different than I looked at her age, except for the fact that she's taller. Right. So I've been having to try and force feed her to make Um, her eat. And I feel awful. And that's not good. Okay. You know, I shouldn't have, I mean, I should be able to make a dinner, and if she's hungry, she eats it, and if she's not, well, then she doesn't, and have that be the end of it. Like, and that's not a good pediatrician, then. Yeah, so we're having to good. Go ahead. Yeah, our pediatrician isn't considering, like... And basically her thing is, is she just assumes we're not feeding Melody. We're not feeding her enough. She refuses to check Melody for anything else that might be contributing to her not gaining weight. Doesn't want to check her thyroid, doesn't want to check to make sure that she's getting adequate nutrition, doesn't want to do blood tests, doesn't want to check to see if um, the Langerhans cystiocytosis she was born with has come back and is like growing tumors on digestive organs and is preventing her from absorbing nutrients that just assumes that we're not feeding her and has sent, is sending us to a nutritionist. I hate to say this. Before you go and see a specialist, I would get a second opinion from another pediatrician. And I'm trying to find another pediatrician. The problem is, is like... There's no guarantee. I mean, it's just hard. Because the best thing to do is talk to other mothers, you know, see how their pediatricians are. Okay. I don't know a lot of other mothers right now. And the only one I do know has Kaiser. We can't go to Kaiser because we don't have Kaiser. Okay. I do know that I I shouldn't get another second opinion from anyone at the same hospital as this lady because in addition to being our pediatrician, I noticed the sign on the door to her office says that she's the head of pediatrics at that hospital. Mm. Which means well, maybe everybody if, who works there answers to her. Yeah. Well, maybe if you go to the specialist and she says, well, it doesn't look like, you know, there's anything really wrong then she can, maybe she can, well, she or he can recommend somebody else for you. Yeah. Well, I'm going back to the pediatric dermatologist the day after the pediatric nutritionist to have them check Melody for tumors just in case. And I'm going to ask them if they have any pediatricians that they recommend because she doesn't listen to the pediatric dermatologist. She refuses to follow the pediatric dermatologist's instructions regarding Melody's Langerhans cell histiocytosis. Then in that case, yeah, you need another one. Because as soon as they do not listen to other specialists, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, and and when we took Melody, Melody has a dentist because she's old enough to have a dentist. They start those out really early. We took Melody to the pediatric dentist. The pediatric dentist told us that we didn't need to be giving Melody fluoride drops as long as we were brushing her teeth with a fluoridated toothpaste, and he gave us 
some fluoridated toothpaste to use and told us to brush our teeth twice a day, which we do, and said that he only recommends fluoride drops if there seems to be a problem with the teeth, if the fluoride toothpaste isn't, isn't enough. So he wanted us to try it with just toothpaste. So the next time we went to the pediatrician, and she's like, so she's still on the fluoride drops, right? And we're like, no, the pediatric dentist said that he didn't think that she needed fluoride drops right now. So we're just giving her a fluoridated toothpaste. And the pediatrician was like, well, I've never had a dentist tell me that, but okay, like I'm making it up. Yeah, you need I'm a kind new... of... Yeah. Kind of upset you know, and stressed. You know, you know what it is, is now she has this title of, I'm the director of pediatrics. And that's it. It's a whole well, I don't case like the of fact, idolites. Yeah, well, I don't like the fact that she seems... Her excuse for ignoring the the pediatric dermatologist is, well, it's so rare that anything like that, that Langerhans cell happens. But Melody was born with it. It's already happened. Right. The odds are already not in her favor. <laughs> And yeah. I don't like, and I guess the reason why she refuses to consider any other option other than you must not be feeding her enough is because maybe she figures that that's statistically the most likely cause for Melody to be skinny. Yeah. She's completely ignoring Melody's DNA. And the fact that on my side of the family, on my dad's side, everybody is skinny except for my Uncle Kevin. And he's not skinny because he makes very poor life choices sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I don't like her gambling with my daughter's life based on statistical averages. Well, my doctor, when I was first diagnosed being hyperactive with the hyperactive thyroid, the way it was acting, it was acting like I had an ulcer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were some things, yeah, that I was kind of keeping from him simply because my mother worked for him. And at the time, I wasn't talking to him my mother, I was actually not living in in the same house with her. So it was kind of like, you know, eventually I did tell him everything. I did. I I eventually had to tell him everything because I ended up in the ER. Yeah, at that point, you kind of have to spill all the beans. Well, yeah, especially when... He works for the same hospital, and they sent him the report. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of no getting out of that. Yeah, there's no getting out of when he calls up going, oh, any of this or get your happy button to this office now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, even though your mom worked for him, I mean, he really couldn't tell her anything. Legally, yeah, it's I not really. Ways that we're finding out. 
Well, actually, he 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 would. Sim- he actually eventually did simply because he was so concerned because of how bad it was, and he knew that I needed, you know, I needed to go back home and have it taken care of. Because I was so bad that, you know, my heart would race for absolutely no reason. Mm. And that can, you know, cause, like, you know, a ton of different things. So. Well, but in that case, it was, he was doing it because he needed to find you a care provider. Yeah. Yeah, and he needed to get me back to her. <laughs> Which is a different set yeah. of circumstances. Like he couldn't just be like, "So I saw Amy today," and la 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 la. Well, actually, he kind of, he kind of did. He kind of did the. Well, you know, Amy is kind of in a bad bad way right now, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he shouldn't have. I mean, he needed, well, I don't, I don't know. I guess it depends on the the, the Y4s and, and such, but. Yeah. But according to HIPAA, like, unless you specifically name your mom as someone that they can share information with, they technically can't. Actually, she was named as someone they could share. Oh, well, that, oh, well, that but, then, yeah, then that's. But this was before HIPAA? <laughs> <laughs> but he still went about it in a in in a way that kind of you know in one of those ways of like, you know, you really need to just sit down with her. Type things. Just to get us to talking instead of yelling and screaming at each other. Well, any doctor that could, if there was ever a doctor that could make my mom and I sit down and talk to each other instead of screaming at each other, they wouldn't be a doctor. They would be <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> and I would expect, I, I would expect a, at least one short ride around the universe in the TARDIS at that point. <laughs> well... We should get to our topic, because we actually have a really interesting topic, though. Yes, and actually that's what I was going to come to was actually my week, which actually does bring us right into our topic. Ah. Um, As I had said last week, you know, or a couple weeks ago, you know, I do have a Cherry Mary Muffin doll, and she has been very lonely for the last couple of years. And, you know, while doing research, you know, I noticed, you know, the size of them, uh, the size of their play sets, they all coincide with the size of the ponies. And they're cute and they're adorable. So I decided, you know, I'm going to start collecting those too. Well, There's only one problem. 
whenever you go on eBay and you see a lot of dolls and you get it, you end up with doubles very quickly. And I, and I mean very quickly. In just one week, just one week alone. And I have actually mapped this out to the point of having everything broken down. I have ended up with, as soon as Excel opens up, come on, here we go. I have ended up with three mix-and-wash deluxe play sets that are incomplete, two pour-and-chill carton play sets that are incomplete. <laughs> I have ended up with two Cherry Mary Muffin dolls from her first release, two Chocolaties, and two Cherry Mary Muffin dolls from the second release of her. Oh, Chocolati was the one I always wanted. Which one? I never... Any of them. I like that character. Well, Chocolati. maybe I'll send you one of them. Because I've got It would be cool, because I, I never got to have any of the Cherry Mary Muffin dolls. I did get the Cupcake dolls. Well, I got one, and my sister got one. <laughs> well, with Cherry Mary Muff, with the Cherry Mary Muffin dolls, you have three different versions. You have the muffin, you have the cake, and you have the ice cream. And there is one character that comes up in all three sets, and that, of course, Cherry Mary Muffin. Two of them. Three, one comes in all three, one comes in all two. You have Cherry Mary Muffin in all three and Chocolati in the first two. The worst thing about Cherry Mary Muffin is until she gets to her third release, the only way you know which one you have is how A, how she's smiling and B, what her hair looks like. <laughs> because in the muffin she has curly hair in the cake she has crimped hair do you know how confusing that gets <laughs> well especially when you get an older doll that's probably been played with a good bit and the hair's been you know brushed and rebrushed and straightened and braided and generally yep. messed with and then you have to deduce from the how thick the frizz is, which one you had. Was it the one with the curls or the one with the crimps? Is the frizz just the bottom or is the frizz throughout? But here's the good thing. Her smile also gives her away. Ah. If she shows teeth, she's the, she's the cake. If she just smiles and shows no teeth, she's the muffin. Well, it, at least they put in some way for you to tell them apart. But, yeah. Um, 
And that was just last week. Okay. And today I've actually gotten two packages where I know I know I have more cherry Mary muffin dolls. Oh goodness. And that brings us into our topic of when one becomes two becomes three becomes oh my god, it's multiplied. <laughs> Well, you know how I've gotten all my multiples for ponies? Bait lots. Yep. Yep. Because so many people don't want to take the time to clean up a pony to see if it's really a bait. So if it looks like it'll be a lot of work, they just throw it in a bait lot. And so I buy bait lots because I need baits, and then, like, I wash them to see what kind of shape they're in, and it turns out they're actually in really, really nice shape. They were just dirty. <laughs> and then I don't have the heart to tell them that they need to find a new place to live. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of look at you and go, please help me. Especially when they're in the shy pose, like parasol. Oh my gosh. Oh, there is a pony that can lay on the guilt trip. Speaking of parasol, okay, I did, I did post for this week's show, and I did ask people to go ahead and send me their stories. And I'm going to bring up the, the arena, and I'm going to bring up the CP, because I actually got some posts on both sides. And one of them just happens to be about Miss Parasol. So let me see which one it is. Uh, show post. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's multiple. Oh, my God. It's multiple galore. Snapdragon on the arena goes parasol. So many parasols. Also, tons of peachy baby collector pose ponies. What is with that? Good thing they turned turned out to be one of my favorites, or I was brainwashed <laughs> with a crying pony. <laughs> on the ground and one smiley face fainting. <laughs> um, is this in the pony crowd? Yeah. And in order to go ahead and find this post, all you have to do is most often, just Google my name. Oh, Pandora there it is. Rose three. Yeah. I, I, I go just go, go um, control find, control F, and okay. So yeah, when I saw that post, that post just made me laugh. <laughs> And then there's yes, two more. 
that comes from the arena, and these actually go with the G4s. So let me pull up this one. And this one I actually really like, because I, I, I could not help but comment back about it, <laughs> because it was just so funny. And it's still on the first page, but I'm going to post it in the chat room, the link. So this one says, and it is from Sky Gleam Shine. I have a lot of Pinkie Pies from G4. I either just keep them or call them Pinkie Pie, Pinkie Clone, Pinkie Droid, all sorts of stuff. So, of course, my comment about that is, it, hey, kind of like the episode where Pinkie Pie cloned herself. Yeah, because she did do that. Yeah. And Cyber Glee, Cyber... Cyborg Ninja, I'm not going to give the full name, said, laugh out loud, this is the sole reason I keep extra Pinkie Pies around. <laughs> so I guess that's a good reason to keep them around, because, you know, if you put them all in several lines and you look at it, you're looking at that episode right there. <laughs> and what you have to do is you have to also throw a G3 in there. Because if I remember correctly, they actually did one of the animations where she looked like G3 Pinkie Pie. Yeah, she, she like squished her face together and made herself look like a G3. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that brings oh, about has all four rockin' all of the rockin' beat ponies. I'm so jealous. Sorry, randomly. Go on. And that's when someone did say, you know, Invader Horizon Green on the arena said, I personally think that there is a pony army curse that attaches to certain ponies. This is why I wound up with five different versions of Generation 3 Wisteria. And this is true. Okay, you go to fairs, you go to any pony event, you're going to see that one person whom has this display that is um, look-only, not for sale, and it's the same pony, but different versions of it. Well, see, I have an intentional pony army of moon dancers. Some of them real, some of them custom, um, you know, some of them U.S., some of them our customs that want to be nirvanas. Um, you know, uh, it's it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, yeah. But I have that one on purpose. 
Yeah, but then there's the ones that I don't have on purpose, like Parasol and Sunlight, who I just seem to find over and over and over again. And Strawberry Swirl. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I have three kimonos, which Melody likes and calls the purple one. <laughs> Well, also, there's also, go ahead. Slightly off topic, but but I'm just so proud. Melody found my my G1 plush ponies, and she loves them. And she calls unicorns, unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. And she thinks my starshine plush is Celestia. She calls it Bessa. Oh, I can see how she'd think that. It's just missing the horn. You know, if you look at the way Celestia looks, she's a white pony. She's got wings. She's got a sun. She's got four different colors in her hair. Starshine is white. She has wings. She has a sun. She has four different colors in her hair. The only thing that Starshine is missing is that horn. Exactly. Well, they did say that she did, you know, base a lot of the characters off of the designs from the previous lines. Even if they couldn't use that name, they could still use those symbols. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, sometimes, sometimes these things come up because there's just one difference in the pony. Yeah, I, I have, I have both G three Moon Dancers, and the only difference with them is one has the hoof heart on the right side, one has it on the left side. <laughs> and when I saw Samantha that they were different, she doesn't know who ha- who she has a horde of. But continue. <laughs> as soon as I saw that there was a difference, I kept the I kept it. Well, yeah, I mean, like I have two two of Sun Sundance. Megan and Sundance, yeah, Sundance. I have two of Sundance. And it's just a regular Sundance, right? But right. one has, the eye makeup is different. One has brown eyeliner. One has black eyeliner. One that has black eyeliner and eyelashes and all that stuff is much thicker. But it's not an ironic, so I checked. But it's not flocked, and it doesn't show any evidence of ever having been flocked. And it's not the Twice as Fancy one. Hmm. So it's just this this weird sign dance that's just different enough, and I don't know why she's different, that I, I have to keep both of them. <laughs> well, it's just like, um, because again, this this one is not just merely dedicated to 
ponies. We're dedicating it to all different things we collect. Um, Twilight. Okay, I hate to bring that one up. Uh, the movies. Each movie, okay, Walmart had a different edition. Walmart, Target, Amazon, Hot Topic. Okay, I have four... I have four Twilights, three New Moons, two of the third one. I think the fourth one is the only set that I only have one version of it, of each of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why I was like, I just didn't have the time to go searching for the other ones. <laughs> well, see, I have two copies of the DVD of The Princess Bride because they each have different special features. Yeah. And they have different covers. One of them, the one that has my favorite cover, it has The Princess Bride. And it, it, when you look at the cover one way, there's Wesley and Buttercup on the farm holding each other. And the title is in the middle, and it says The Princess Bride in this really curly gold letters. And then if you turn it over, you see their, reflect, your, their reflection is the man in black and Princess Buttercup standing in front of the lake and the Florin Castle. And the title is in the middle in swirly gold letters, but it looks exactly the same as it did when you first flipped over yeah. the cover. Because yes. the, uh, the, the script that it's written, and so it's the Princess Bride, and then it's the Princess Bride, and you can just keep doing this for hours. <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly why I have multiples of the same move. You know, my mother actually at one point like looking at me like, why do you have four versions of Twilight? And it's like, why do I have four versions of Twilight? And I took them all out and I put them all down and I said, can you see a difference? And on one of them, you can't. Okay? Because it was a Hot Topic special. And what it was was the box and you actually had, they actually made copies of the film cells. Oh, cool. So you actually get a copy of one of the scenes in the movie. You know, and the fun part is you're looking at this scene and you're watching the movie to see which scene you have. <laughs> Well, and, and see, that's like I have three copies of um, Michael Enday's The Neverending Story, the book. Because one of them is a hardback. One, one of them is a soft cover, and it has a picture from the movie for the cover. And the other one is another softback, but it has some original artwork for the cover. One of them has color pages inside and two of them are black and white pages inside and, and you know and then uh, there's my hold on one two three four four copies of the last unicorn that i have one's my vhs 
one is the original DVD release, one is the 25th anniversary DVD release, and the other one is the Blu-ray DVD combo. Yep. And one of them signed, the Blu-ray copy is signed, the cover and all the discs inside are signed by Peter S. Beagle. Um, but I can't get rid of my VHS because that was my VHS. And it's the way it was originally intended to be seen. And the Blu-ray is the one that gets watched the most often because it's digitally enhanced and it's, it's, you can choose to watch it unedited because the two DVD releases had editing because at some point, some over-concerned busybody decided that saying damn you in a children's film wasn't appropriate for a G-rated cartoon <laughs> and insisted yeah, well, that it be removed. Well, it's just like with um, The Wizard of Oz, you know, who wants to see a dead man hanging in the, in, in the trees? That was only in the jitterbug scene, although I will admit that I'm sad that they lost the jitterbug scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, that one, I mean, when they eventually found it, it was kind of like, um, why didn't anybody notice this when they first shot it? <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> Somebody fell asleep I, I at the mean, editing board, apparently. Evidently so. But, um... Well, you know, I've got... You're probably watching all the movement, you know, on the stage. You're probably not looking at something that's not moving. Right. <clears throat> no, that's true. Well, I've got, um... Back to the L.J. Smith thing. Uh, that's another reason why I brought that up. I have all of her, um... Dark World novels, or novelettes, or whatever you want to call them, because they're like so short. I have all of the originals. Okay, when she came back out on the scene, she re-released everything into three thick books that had all nine books all put together. And it looked like, you know, it looks more adult to be reading that as at, at like twenty eight, <laughs> <laughs> and did not have this big huge stamp that said young adult. <laughs> yeah, and it's just also like um, my Sailor Moon. I have all of the original American released comics, which I do intend on trying to read. Thank you. <laughs> she did help me with this. She helped me get the last part that was released for only about a week in the yeah. USSR. <laughs> because, you know, I got a phone call from, you know, J.B. Dalton's going, hey, it's in, it's in. And it's like, oh, man, I can't, can't afford it until next week. And I basically ran after school because... After school, my mother always knew where I was at. I was always at the mall, at the bookstore. <laughs> there are worse places to be. Exactly. 
And hey, you know, it was an extra mile I had to walk in order to get to to the mall. So, you know, I got a lot of exercise on those days. But let me guess, you got there and, like, the shelves were bare. And they're like, we don't know when we're going to get any more in. Actually, I went and I looked and it's like, I thought you guys said it was here. And it's like, they said, unfortunately, they're gone. I said, well, when are you going to get more in? We're not. And it's like... It was like one of those mysteries that I never knew why they uh, they took it off the shelves. And they actually took the entire series off the shelves. Yeah, uh, apparently parents really didn't know what to make of girls pretending to be boys who were superheroes. Yeah. Oh, the Sailor Stars. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, stirred up a lot of, yeah. Yeah, because that was that one. And comic especially that, you know, when, when the when they were pretending to be boys, you have the lead singer guy, girl, person, hitting on Sailor uh, Moon. Hold on. Hey, you guys, can you guys continue this really quick? I've got to talk to my yeah. mother for yeah. a couple minutes. Thanks. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, parents didn't know what to make of it. And and I have to admit that having read the whole series, the ending there got a little wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Like I'm still well, to this at this point not entirely sure how much of what happened was permanent. With Sailor Moon it was always like, kind of loose ends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was all kind of a loosey-goosey to the linearness of, of it all. But at the at the very end, like, everybody dies and everybody doesn't die or everybody's reborn, but they start off as little baby starseeds. But, but by the time they move through time and space to get back to where they were, they'll be, they'll be fully formed again like they were. So it's like they didn't die, but it just... Towards the end, it got kind of dodgy anyway, yeah. to be honest. And, and as far as they were in, like, Sailor Galaxia, I don't know. She, Her story, like, there wasn't enough of it for me to really care about her as either a villain or a fallen hero. Yeah, that was kind of... I started falling out of the story by then. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think what part of the problem was is I get the feeling, and I don't know this for sure because I I, I don't I just don't have time to be a, a proper obsessed fan and follow up on all this. But I just I get the feeling that the author intended to cut the the series off shorter, and then it became super popular and people wanted more. And so she tried to give them more, but her her heart wasn't in it like it had been initially. Like she was wanting to move on to other things, and people weren't letting her. Yeah, which again is and is, that can cause a problem. Yeah, which and that again is why I say that you know, 
when 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 people are like, but we want the next book, we want the next book, we want another book. Why you can't really rush an author like that because if you if you rush an author, it you know or any artist, you're you're only going to get something that's as good as they can fit in that rush time. Yeah, you know. Or to quote Miracle Max from The Princess Bride, because Melody is obsessed with The Princess Bride. I need to see if she's old enough to learn fencing, because that's what she really wants to do. <laughs> I've taught her what I can using a serving fork and a serving spoon. But I, I think she'd, she'd get more out of it if we had something longer. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but to quote The Princess what? Bride... Uh, miracle Max. Don't rush me, kid. You rush a miracle man, you get rotten miracles. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's true. You can't you can't rush the creative process, no, no matter how hard you try, or we all get everything done by the deadlines we set, and that's just not realistic. Yeah. Well, and you can tell when someone is really passionate about what they're doing and when someone is just producing a thing. Yeah, just sort of going through the motions. You know, it's especially like if it's someone you've worked with a long time and you've had the best they have to offer, and then all of a sudden it's not bad anymore. So, yeah, then it's it's really obvious. Yeah, it just... Well, I understand the impatience. I also know that you're not necessarily going to be happy with the end result if someone is just putting it out there because you demanded that they put it out there. Yeah. But there has been, to, 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 to go on with her Sailor Moon thing, after the original release of Sailor Moon, they've re-released it. And they've re-released it in the original Japanese um, reading style because, like, we read from left to right. But in Japanese, they read right to left. So everything is published to our eyes as being published the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So when they originally published Sailor Moon to make it easier for American audiences, because they didn't think we were smart enough to be able to handle the, the direction change, they published everything the way we're used to. Unfortunately, when you do that, any flaws in a drawing show up very clearly, because it's not meant to be viewed from that direction. And somehow, once you flip it, you can totally see where all the flaws are. So it didn't look as good as it could have. And But, you know, they, they published the whole thing, albeit briefly. And then it just, it was gone. Mm-hmm. And finally, it was re-released. They started re-releasing it. And so I actually have the re-release. And 
it's it's much better. It's the, the volumes are thicker, the books are larger, so the pages aren't shrunk down. The pictures aren't shrunk down. Some of the the color illustrations are still there, and not just black and white copies, but in their full glorious color, which is great. Um, and it reads from right to left now. So people who, you know, sub subscribed to Shonen Jump or Shoujo Beat and got used to the the right to left reading style get can now enjoy these different mangas that are being re-released in the direction yeah. that they were meant to be read. And, that, yeah, that's... Um and that's exactly why I'm keeping um, both my old version of Sailor Moon and the new version. Uh, the old version I actually want to try and read. Again, I actually did read the entire series, but I want to try and reread it again. Well, not on a train, but unfortunately, because of the age of the books, the glue is letting go on the back, on the spines. So yeah, you have to be like ultra careful with them. It's like you have to be well, delicate. That was the it's thing. The original, the original release of Sailor Moon, like there was a lot of um, publication issues. Yeah, you know, like they didn't do that great a job on the binding. And my volume number four is incomplete. It has the right number of pages, but basically, just all it. Halfway through the book, like, and I'm I, I'm not sure if I'm even describing this in a way that's going to make sense to you guys, but all the you come to a point where all the pages following are upside down, and if you go back and you reread it the other way, it's the same pages that were the first half of the book, only somehow they got reprinted, turned upside down, and put in as the second half of the book. Huh? Uh, no, I know what you mean. I I would keep that because, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's really weird. Printer, printer errors are always, you know, great. But, yeah, mine, I mean, it's just like um, the L.J. Smith books I have. Yeah, they have the um, the the versions where they'll have, like, three books in, in one, but I'm still going to keep my originals. Because I remember going to the store every every couple of weeks or every month and, you know, going up and saying, hey, is the new one out yet? Well, that's like when you get a comic book that you're really into and you can either wait for the trade paperback to come out or you, you know, buy the individual books. Yeah. Which there there have been some series where I've gotten both, and there have been other series where I only get the single issues or I only get the trade paperbacks. Yeah. Because you know, with the trade paperbacks, you get several you get several issues in one book, but then you don't get the you don't get the nice covers that you get with the yeah. single issues. Yeah, and that's the one thing well, I like about the. Because I think that the, the reason why, when you have people that have multiples of something, why it doesn't seem entirely ludicrous. Yeah. It's because, I mean, 
go go for it. <laughs> we have to figure out a system here. When you're really when you're really into something, when when it's when you're really excited about it, you'll notice all those little tiny differences. Yeah. And and so someone can say, "Oh, but it's the same pony." But you're like, "But it's not." I actually had that discussion with my husband at one point when he was talking about why do I have so many different my why do I have so many My Little Ponies? Why do I need so many My Little Ponies? They're basically just all the same except a, like just a different color of the same thing. I'm like, but they're not. They're How can you be so simplistic? I'm like, look, look, and I held up like Glory and Moondancer. I'm like, both are white unicorns, but look, see, this one is walking, and this one's in a proud pose, and this one has red hair, and this one has purple hair, and this one has a moon and stars, and this one has, like, a shooting star. And see, they're totally different. And he's like, but they're the same. I'm like, but they're not. You know, I don't even think I had that conversation with my mother. You know, I think at first she was just kind of a little annoyed but then came to the realization that, you know, I'm going to collect these things whether she likes it or not because I'm making my own money. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's the difference between and, people who are collectors and people who aren't collectors. If you don't, it, uh-huh. if, if you're not collecting something, it's one pony is one pony, no matter what color it is or what it has associated with it. If you yeah. are a collector, even if it's not ponies, you get that, you know, okay, well, because this one is in a different pose and is a slightly different shade of white, it's different than this one. Yeah. And we're not yeah. going to question it beyond eventually, that. Eventually, my mother, we would actually go to Walmart and we'd hit the pony section. i tell her I want to hit the pony section. And she'd go into another section and eventually she'd come back and, you know, she'd look and... She'd pick one up and go, I don't think you have this one. <laughs> you know, the first time she did that, I kind of looked at her kind of like, what planet What planet have you come from? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're encouraging me here? Wait a minute. Um, are you really my mother? <laughs> See, Fred would never do that. Fred well, my mother like, literally like looked into the Hasbro aisles and says, "Well, they all look like the same ones that are always here." <laughs> well, now I think he's right. <laughs> well, he might be right now, but what? <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'm considering going to Target and buying a, a Ever After High Cupid. Because our target never seems to be out of Cupid. I think these are the same Cupids that have been there since they were first released. Oh, that's right. I did find that um, they do now have Ever After High Cupid and they have Monster High Cupid. Yes. And they're different. So well, if you're a fan of Cupid, even though they're the Cupid. same character... You can get Monster High Cupid, and you can get Ever After High Cupid. Well, they are different, because if you look at the animation, when she looks in that mirror, 
you know, you see her two faces. Yeah. Just before she jumps through the mirror, which would be the way I would have them. I would have them standing there looking at each other on display because I I just love that particular scene because it's kind of like showing her alter ego. Well, and, and when she goes to the mirror, she sort of gets to be the Cupid she always wanted to be. Yeah. Because instead of having bone wings, now she has feather wings. Yeah. And Which I think is just totally cute. Mm-hmm. But... This also um, brings us to what do you do with multiples? Um, other than other than keep them. Well, I mean, because I'm a customizer, I kind of use. I like to have them for visual reference. Yeah. Because I do sometimes get people who say, oh, I want this pony, but I don't want this release of this pony. I want this release of this pony. I'm like, God, really? <laughs> you have, you want the Italian one, right? Uh, fine. And then I have to look up what the Italian one looks like and try to match the color based on what I'm seeing on a screen. So if I have multiples, I have a more accurate reference for when people are like, I want it to be yellow, but I don't want it to be the color yellow that you can just like find on a stock pony right now. I want this very specific lighter shade of yellow. <laughs> so... I want it to be the Fluttershy pony pose, because I like Fluttershy's eyes, but even though she's yellow, I don't want that yellow. I want a different yellow. <laughs> I want the yellow of Baby Bouncy, but not the American release of Baby Bouncy. I want the yellow that's on the Greek release of Baby Bouncy. <laughs> Make it stop. Primary colors, I hate them. <laughs> you know what it's like to try to make that color yellow or that color blue? Yes, because it's maddening and I've had to do it. Yeah. And like everybody, like I swear, like nobody who, who everybody who commissions a pony who's never actually been a customizer has no idea the kind of anguish they're putting you through. Oh yeah, I've I've been through that torture that I've mostly done to myself when it comes to painting the ponies, but I've been through a similar torture at work. Uh when I had when I was a decorator for about two or three years. You would not believe how specific some people get 
about what shade of what specific color they want on their freaking cake. And I'm not uh, talking about wedding cakes. Just, just a regular oh, plain old birthday cake. I know. I, like I, how? I briefly worked for a bakery. I wasn't a decorator. I was the person who had to take the orders and relay them to the decorators, which meant I was the messenger. So I'm the one that's delivering the note that says, I want purple flowers, but I don't want, like, any purple. I want it to be royal indigo. Like, they're like, okay, you know what? You get to call the person back and tell them that they will get a purple flower. But I don't know what royal indigo is, so they're just going to get whatever purple I make. <laughs> <laughs> People, they do get really touchy about exactly what color they want their purple flowers on their birthday cake. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had to, to get purple, a but with a bit more blue and a little less red, but not too much less red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, sorry so about that. New. That's when okay. I was new to the cake industry. To the bakery department, and I had to take my first order, and someone was doing that to me. I'm like, okay, because I didn't know what was normal or not to write down on an order. So, like, I'm trying to sketch out the color. <laughs> like, um, the cake decorators are just no, no. They'll get whatever purple we make. <laughs> just write purple roses. That's yeah, you done with the cake story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I just woohooed. Yes, we heard your woohoo. What was that about? I am opening my packages and found I now have all three versions of Cherry Mary Muffin. Ah. I have and so her. how many extras do you have now that you have all three versions? I don't know. I still have another box to open. I'm trying to find the darn stupid. I hate this. I know I put it down someplace. I had a specific set of color colored pencils I was using. To mark off on my paper checklist because you know you can't just have an online checklist you have to have a paper one too oh absolutely I have mm -hmm. a little journal with a really pretty flower on the front and when you open it up it has the list of all the pony lines all the different pony sets that I want and what year they were released and a little box next to each one so that I can check off the box as I get them. And if they have specific accessories, like the princess ponies, I will have separate subcategories underneath each pony that list the different accessories so that I can check off when I get those accessories. Well, see, mine, it's, um, it'll say first year. It'll say number one, Cherry Mary Muffin. It'll say the doll, dress, the apron, if appropriate whatever hair accessory they had, 
if they had a helper, if they had muffins, what color they were, what color the pan was, what color the comb is. And I actually had to input all of the additional information because the checklists I found for Cherry Mary Muffin were very basic. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, you have a doll. You have a dress. You have this. But each dress is very specific to that particular one. And I want to make sure of how many of, you know, which one, which one I have, how many dresses of hers do I have? Because half the time I'm finding that people are not putting the right color and the right dress on the right doll. Oh, yeah, that happens. Oh, yeah. Because so they like, just go, doll, sticker in a dress. Yes. They'll get her in the right dress, but it's the wrong year's dress. It's the dress for year one. <laughs> well, see, when it's the same version of the of the doll, well, it, it's the same version, but not the same version. It's kind of hard to tell unless you really, really know your stuff. And unless you really look them up, because there are there is one website that actually has everything, and they actually have them. And um, in their um, what is this? What am I thinking of here? in their uh, packages. So you can you can figure it out which one it is very easily. Well, so you, know, you can tell with dresses and dolls oh. it's like there was someone in the pony community not too long ago who was asking She's like, I have a bunch of different dolls of Megan, but none of them have dresses. Where do I find Megan's dress? I said, try searching rose petal place lock. I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know why, but somehow rose petal and her friends end up stealing Megan's clothes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's basically because the dolls are the same size, or close yeah. enough. They're, they, they are close enough to the same size, and they both kind of wear Victorian styles, despite the fact that the Megan and the TV series never really wore like the original dress. She wore the second dress. Yeah. But um, the styles are all kind of Victorian, and rose petal plates are Victorian dish dolls, and so somehow Megan ends up without a dress, and rose petal steals her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I now have a third chocolatey. And she's butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> On 
the topic is multiple. <laughs> Sometimes yes. you get multiple because what you need is an accessory. The only way to get that accessory is to buy a lot that has dolls and clothes and all sorts of yes. accessories. I ended up with a lot of naked rose petal plate dolls because I was trying to get stands for my rose petal plate dolls, which gave me a brilliant idea to just start making stands for rose petal plate dolls and selling just like a handmade stand so that people don't have to buy a lot and end up with a bunch of multiples just so that, that their dolls can stand up. That's actually what I've been doing while talking to you guys on the phone, is I'm sitting here painting. I think, I think you um, hit speaker again, or did you do that on purpose? Oh, I did that on purpose because my back was starting to hurt holding the phone. Oh, okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, no, I'm opening up. The pa the package I just opened up was a small one with only three of them, and I also have cookies and cream. But again, she's butt naked. Oh. <laughs> so she will have to wait to find clothes. But well, now also, you're going to yeah, have to buy another doll lot to get more clothes for your for your dolls and end up with more multiples. Well, actually, I've actually got one on hold, and it's actually just a couple of the, um, I actually have the wedding dress for them, so somebody can wear the wedding dress, and I've actually got a couple of the outfits on hold. I'm just deciding whether or not to buy a second peppermint doll just to, to finish off getting all of her accessories and all of that and muffins and stuff like that and with grape ice in order to get the skirt to the uh, bathing suit. But I am now opening up a big box that has and let me just say by the time I get done I, I will I will probably have an industrial I will actually have a bakery <laughs> with the amount of stoves and refrigerators and tables. Well, hey, you can always turn it into a pony bakery. Well, that's what I was thinking. I thought maybe a pony bakery, and you know, the, doll, the dolls are working there. And they're making baked goods for ponies. Oh. Hmm. Now i got to figure out how to open this thing. I don't know how to open up the oven. And I have an oven. <laughs> okay, so that hat does go to these cherry Murray muffin things. I have this bluish green hat thing that I assume goes to the Cherry Mary Muffin dolls. Kind of looks like a the frosting from a cupcake. Wait, I'll send I, you a picture I, of it when I find it.
You said it looks like... It's kind of a bluish-green color, and it sort of looks like the frosting on the top of a cupcake. I'll send you a picture of it and let me know if you need it. Because I had it in with a bunch of pony accessories. Okay, I will look through the accessories later. Let's see how many more how many more cherry Mary muffins I have now. <laughs> <laughs> oh nope, I have Lily Vanilli. Who are you? I don't know know who you are. Oh, you're Bubblegum Betty. Oh, I already have you. You're in a different outfit. Which is still cute. I have another peppermint patty. I have a banancy. And yep, here we go. Another cherry Mary muffin? I have another cherry Mary muffin version one. Ah. But I have an idea if I can find somebody who would be willing to do it for a reasonable price. Is there was a lot and I did get it. And the person actually had one of the dolls, her hair, her and it was Cherry Mary Muffin originally. She had her hair rerouted. Oh wow. To a different color. And she told me the person charged her forty dollars to reroute the do the doll's hair. I wanna see if I can find somebody who'd be willing to do it, you know, for a more reasonable price. Of course I would pay for hair because of course I'd want to pick out what color hair. Well but right. to Take and customize them. In that way. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at pictures of Cherry Mary Muffin dolls while you're talking about them. And somebody did have a picture of a custom one. Uh, where did I see it? That's like a black cherry Cherry Mary Muffin doll. Like, she painted the, like, it was kind of a gothic-looking one, I guess, would describe it. There she is. Oh, God, and that's the hardest one to find. I have not found her. But... Come on, but, yeah. I I have a question for you guys. In 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 the spirit of doubles. Yes. Okay. There is currently an eBay lot that I am looking at. Unfortunately, I am buying the one set because it has so many of the extra pieces. So unfortunately, I will go ahead and pay full price. 
there is one that, you know, the seller is willing to take the one item off of the doll and sell me just the one piece. Right. Because I'm technically already buying that doll from her. But I think the doll is so cute. <laughs> I am currently having the dilemma of do I take and just get the doll full and have two of her and have one of them be half butt naked because all they have is a skirt mm -hmm. or just get the skirt. <laughs> well, in either way that you do it, there's going to be a doll floating around somewhere without a skirt. So it's do you have the doll floating around without a skirt, or does somebody else get the half-naked doll? Is the real question here. See, the skirt actually goes with one of the um, outfit sets. So it's not technically her skirt. She's just borrowing it. Ah. <laughs> um. But, you know, you get that funny feeling that, you know, if you pass up on it, you will eventually find the top of the bathing suit that goes with that skirt. <laughs> yeah. As if, if I leave it here, I'm going to find the part that goes with it. And I'm going to kick myself because that's the only part that's there. Yeah. Because I'm looking, I'm trying to see how how these heads connect. Hey, hey, Pandora. Yes. Samantha's talking to you in the chat room. She says regarding about repairing that it depends on the cost of the hair, how long you want the hair, and time. This is true. Although, you know, you can make some really great customs. I sent a bunch of um, my extra rose petal plate dolls to Calavista at one point, and she sent me one back that she turned into a small version of um, Claudine Wolf from Monster High. Oh, cool. Oh, crap. You know... What's wrong? Oh, well... If you're, if you're willing to take them apart and turn them into something else, extras are always an opportunity. Yeah, but I just popped the head off of one that I know is an extra, and it's an easy head pop. The pop... The head pops on and off. It's just on, like, on a ball. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of room. 
it's not that you can see, you can't really see inside the head very well once you've popped it off. So. I guess I will have to figure out another way to try and customize them. Well, they have there's shown. always the option of there. There's always the option of making them little wigs, where you just pop it on the the outside of the head. This is true, because I do have one here that. Her poor feet have been just chewed up. No. So her feet need a new paint job. Darn stupid cicada! What? A cicada? No, it's not that time of year here. Somebody hit the cicada button. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I was wondering something. Hmm. If next week we can do another special. I'm fine with another special. Sure. What are we doing next okay. week? Um, simply because I... Okay. Yeah, it does still revolve around the Cherry Mary Muffin Dolls. Um, their hair have a scent. But they also need to be cleaned and conditioned and brushed and combed out. Mm-hmm. How do you keep them from losing that? Ah, see, because you've got the scented ponies and there's other scented dolls that. Yeah, once you start to clean it, it kind of loses the scent because you're washing some of the oils out. Darn. I was kind of hoping maybe there was a customizer trick <laughs> that I could do. Uh, there, there isn't one that I know of unless you find whatever scent their hair is supposed to be and you get the shampoo or the soap with the same scent. Okay. Or you get an unscented detergent that might help retain some of the smell. Because some of them, some of them do have the same smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, time to get kimono in. 
Come on. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, mm, Kimmy. <laughs> so, Miss Nishi. Yes. Which kind of chocolatey would you like? Because you know how when you get, you know, you get, you get that pony and, you know, you feel her hair and it feels all like, yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys, it just kind of feels like, you know, their hair's a little rough. So, I'm wondering maybe, um... You know that spray leave-on conditioner? Yeah. Do you think that would, you know, do something to to the scent? Um, I don't know. I don't... I don't think it would because I don't think that that's a particularly strong-smelling thing. Because I have one, but I know it's scented. These are duplicates. Because I have one thing. The hair is just so thick, my God. It's just so lovely to feel it. <laughs> I just wish I had clothes for you. 
But yes, I'm I'm ending up with a with a cherry Mary muffin. <laughs> it's it's starting to become a small army. <laughs> Well, that's like when you get a whole bunch of po a big pony lot and you end up with that unintentional Pinkie Pie army. Yes, but I think if I continue to do this, I'll probably end up with a good a good army because, you know, as I said, my intentions are to kind of set it up once I get my pony room together, kind of, you know, setting these guys up as, like, you know, the bakery, the town bakery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need people to work the bakery. Right. And it helps a lot better if um, you're somebody with thumbs, like a person. Yes. So the ponies can take the orders, and the humans can <laughs> take the take and do the baking. <laughs> well, you know, Moon Dreamers are another doll set that are about the right size for the ponies. So I have Blinky and Ursa Major, and I I I have her be the guardian of my stables. I kind of like more mystery cells to guard my stables. That is too and cute. Although, the big problem right now is Melody thinks that the Moon Dreamer doll and the bear is hers. Because Melody thinks all things she wants are hers. <laughs> If she wants them, they're hers. If she can take it from you, it's hers. If she's using it or any of its pieces, it's hers. <laughs> if it's hers, so. it's no longer to be yours. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. But what do you guys think? Should I get the second grape ice? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Why not? It is totally <laughs> up to you. Only you can know, you know, how happy you'll be with a purchase. But if your heart's saying go for it, then go for it. Yeah, because I like her because her hair is purple. Well, and that's, that's cool right <laughs> there. There's not enough dolls with purple hair. And it's purple, and um, it's tinseled. Weird. Because she's she's part of the ice cream crowd, and they all have tinsel in their hair. That's why um, the Cherry Mary Muffin um, ice cream set, that's why that one is so distinctive. Is because that one, her hair is pink, and it has some tinsel in it. Hmm. 
So it's one of those ones that you can look at it and say, oh, that's, that's the ice cream cherry Mary muffin. There's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Because I've kind of been putting putting the cellar off for a few days because I've been trying to trying to make up my mind. <laughs> because it makes another eleven dollars if I get with the, if I get her with the dress. With with mm-hmm. the doll. Oh, you know what? I also love how she has her hair up. And this one, that's it. I'm going for it. <laughs> go for it, go for it. <laughs> I can't I can't help it. I mean it's just Hey, if if you want to. It's the same know? but it's different. The way her hair has been put up. Even though yeah, I know I could probably take it down. But I think, you know, a different hairstyle can also help these dolls. Well, yeah, and see, that's that's what I do with some of my multiples of my ponies and stuff, is that, well, okay, yeah, I got five different versions of this. I have five different Pinkie Pies, but this one has a braided tail, and I'm going to do this one's hair up, and then this one will have a different hat or something, and for me, that means it's not the same pony, you know? Yeah. And if you, you want to sell a doll, sometimes all you got to do is do her hair. Yep. I know that seems strange, but it's true. It's true, yeah. Well, it's like I have, I have three versions of of the rose petal from the rose petal place one. And the reason why I have three different rose petals is because, you know, I got multiples. And they're all the same doll. But somewhere along the line in those lots that I was buying to try and get stands, um, I ended up getting her two alternative outfits that were sold just as an outfit by themselves. Right. The pressures and the, the garden party outfit. And since I had two extra dolls, and... Neither one of them has their rose hat, their original rose hat, attached to their head anymore. I was like, I have the alternate outfit. I have dolls that need clothes. <laughs> Voila! And so now I have three dolls, which my daughter thinks are hers. <laughs> um, Because I ended up with... Just a, like with enough multiples and somehow miraculously complete outfits 
of the alternate outfits that I managed to do it. So to me, they're different characters now. Like I have Rose Petal and I have Floribunda and I have T-Rose. Right. Well, I wish that... Classic dress and Floribunda wears the petal pushers and T-Rose wears the garden party outfit. Thank you. Well, see, the one bad thing is about these dolls is there wasn't very many, um, there, there weren't very many extra outfits for these dolls. They came with their dress, and there were four outfits. A uh, splash and fun sunsuit, which is the doll, the one doll, the extra doll that's going to have. It's just the skirt for. Well, the the merry wedding dress, the kitchen fun outfit, and the sweet slumber night eat. Well, the kitchen fun outfit and the sweet slumber slumber. Uh, are right now on hold with the seller that I'm going to be buying the extra peppermint and the the other the other um, grape ice. And unfortunately, I don't know how to sew. And I wish I could find outfits or try and figure out how to make the extra outfits that I would have or that I do have and make them different in some way. Well, see, what you do is you get a hold of an extra outfit, of just one of the regular outfits that you happen to like. And when you get a hold of it, and keep in mind it's an extra, you take it apart. You get a seam ripper, and you very carefully take it apart. And then you have a pattern. And you should actually take pictures of the different pieces at each stage so you remember how they go together. And then you can use that pattern to to put on different fabrics to cut out the fabric, and then you just sew it back together again. But I'm not good at sewing. That's the problem. Well, that's just something you overcome with practice. Because I actually, go ahead. I'm happy to practice at it too, because I want to get better at sewing. I was giving base, I was given basic lessons in second grade. So I went to a private school, and for some reason they thought that was important. So, <laughs> you know, I have the basics down, but well, I need more practice. At but the only way to do it, I mean, you may have to try multiple times. Unfortunately, learning to sew, much like learning to make a mold or do anything, is going to require some, some financial investment and significant yep. time. In but once Both of which I really don't have much of. Well, yeah, but once you learn how to do it, and this is why it's an investment and not consumption, according to my economics teacher that I had in high school, 
once you learn how to do it, make those little tiny doll outfits, you cannot yourself, but you can make them, sell them on Etsy for other people who want Cherry Mary Muffin outfits. True. I mean, I did sew, I I, I, I have sewn an outfit. Unfortunately, my mother had to help me because of some of the fabric. But well, I yeah, did sew the fabric. skirt. I, I, I did the skirt all by myself. <laughs> I have a skirt that I am so proud of. The only part of the skirt my mother helped me with was I've got to take a picture of it. It's um the outfit was supposed to be like, you know, a renaissance outfit. But I made it updated. Because the overcoat had like glittery, like the sheer fabric uh-huh. that would have design a design on it in like velvet or velour, and that was the arms of the jacket. That was the skirt part of the jacket, and then on the actual skirt, it's a dark maroon, and then over the center panel, which is, I think, the only part that I actually have is the skirt because, I mean, the the top part was only ever meant to be just the costume part. The, the, The skirt part I actually like, and I actually wear it to certain events. I actually wore it to a wedding. Um, We took a piece of that sheer fabric and put it on top of what would become the center of the skirt. So it's kind of like, it shows like a little bit of a darker maroon behind it. But that part my mother had to do, and I actually sewed the entire skirt together myself. And miraculously, it's still in one piece. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you should be proud of that. It's, you're laughing like it's silly to be proud of it, but that's a big accomplishment. Even if it's your first and you can see the flaws and whatever, the fact that you even managed to get it all the way and it's still holding up is, yeah. you know, a tremendous thing. You should be very proud. Yeah, and the funniest thing was I decided to do this thing a month before um, a Halloween party. (laughs) Of course, my mother looked at me like I had just fallen off the deep end. Well, uh, you know, I have, you know, the night before an an anime convention, been sitting on the floor with needle and thread and a piece of fabric trying to sew the last little bits of my my cosplay, my first cosplay. I needed a brown vest and I couldn't find one that I liked at any of the stores. So I went out and bought fabric and was literally like sitting on Fred's living room 
bathroom floor because Fred and I weren't living together at the time. Sewing on this vest, and it doesn't even like unbutton. Like I have to put it on over my head and everything. Oh God! <laughs> because I I didn't know how to do, do buttonholes and stuff. So, <laughs> but I did it and um, I wore it. Do you want to hear the word, the funniest thing about this this um costume? The skirt has Velcro. Mm -hmm. Simply because I made the skirt. I think it was. I made the biggest size skirt I could. because I wasn't 100% sure of how it was going to fit. And my mother and I had to actually add a ton of Velcro to it <laughs> just to make it smaller. Well, you know, but that's the sort of thing you do when you're new because you don't want to, like, cut too much away and be stuck with something that won't fit at all. Well, I, you know, you can always take take away. You can't add to. Exactly. Yeah, and actually, that's exactly um, one of the reasons why we made it that way. Um, even now that, you know, unfortunately, the meds have made me puffier, the skirt still fits. Um, when I had actually lost enough weight to where the skirt was actually a little too big, I actually have petticoats. I actually had to wear a petticoat un up underneath it to make sure the skirt would stay up. <laughs> well, see, then you're you're just you're making it work. Yes, I have to say that they made me feel real good. That Speaking of making it work, Project Play has started again. What has started again? Project Play. I'm excited. <laughs> I have to admit, I've never watched them. See, I have a mild addiction to Tim Gunn. So... <laughs> Well, I watched so first because he does the voice of the the butler or the steward. Oh. Yeah, steward. Too cute. Mm. Well, the one thing I do want to actually um, customize once I get all of them are the muffins and the cupcakes. Make different flavor muffins and cupcakes? Well, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, make like sprinkles or, you know, because they have ones that are white, you know, just take a little, little bit of red and you'll put a cherry on top, you know, something simple I know that I can do and not screw up. <laughs> Well, you mean you start the customizing simple, and then once you gain more confidence and 
you figure out what you like to do, you can go to more complicated things if you want to. And this is true. And again, you know, like I said, deconstructing that the original dress, it's, it's simpler than it sounds. And if it's an extra, you don't have to worry about ruining it. Yeah, but then I have a naked doll. <sighs> well, sometimes when you're a model, you have to be naked so that you can get dressed up. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Again, and of course, watch, I'll have... When you go to do this, watch Project Runway because it'll make you feel better about the naked dolls. <laughs> the models on front... Project Runway, they have to go into the room where all the designers are working, and they have to get undressed and put on these partially constructed outfits that the designers are trying to do, so that the designers can make sure that they fit right. It'll make you feel better, trust me. Going into customizing, you need to either watch Face Off or Project Runway because it'll make you feel motivated and make you feel less bad about the fact that you're questioning every decision you're making. <laughs> <laughs> this is shows like that are literally how I get through customizing sometimes. <laughs> the way I get through it is I show the pony to my boyfriend and go, "Is this okay? Is this okay? Are you sure it's okay?" And then he has to tell me a billion times, honey, it's fine. Stop obsessing. <laughs> I stopped asking questions. He doesn't actually look at it when I show him. He just says, yes, great. Oh. Oh, my. I've, I heard a gasp. What you find? I just found customs of Cheery Mary Muffin dolls. Mm-hmm. hmm I have to find out how to get a hold of this person. Just remember not to lowball them. No artist likes that. No artist is ever amused or intrigued or sees the humor in a person trying to haggle prices with them. Just I would that. just want to, I would just want to know where she got the patterns for these dresses because Well, ask her. I bet you anything she made them herself based on, like I told you, deconstructing actual fairy stuff and dresses. Would you like a... Uh, yeah, if you could make one of the frozen pieces, Melody can... I'm going to pick the one that I bought. Oh, that's well, so make cute. cute. The Totino. Hey, hey, give me my brushes. Give me my brushes. <laughs> I need those. Melody and Fred just got home, so I think I should let you go. Okay. Okay. Okay.
But like, let's all say thank you to Fred for taking Pony Baby out of the house for several hours. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Pony Husband. And <laughs> when would the next? Okay, can you ask him when would be a good idea okay, to date the next show? Sorry, what? Could would, could you ask him what day would be good for the next show? Um, I think Wednesday next is what we're looking at. I don't even know what day it is. Why am I saying that? He just walked out the door. But I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Ugh, let me look at our calendar. Our calendar is basically filled with doctor's appointments. That okay. sounds like mine. Okay, today is the 10th. So, so either the 19th or the 17th, but I'm not sure what he's working on the 17th. Okay. But if we're doing... Uh, if we're doing another uh, special show like we did today, I should be able to do that easier with Melody around than trying to look up merchandise. Because I really would like to post up on the arenas and on the birds to see if anyone can give some kind of suggestions. As to how to keep the original, the original hair original. Um. Well, if you want, you can send me pictures of the dolls, and I will see what condition the hair is in. And it may be something as simple as using argon tree oil conditioner and super duper hot water and a thin tooth comb. Hmm. But I'd have to see what condition they're in. Oh. How did her plants get wet? Uh, yeah, you're right. I think the oh. person did take apart a dress or two. I'm so afraid yeah. to do that. <laughs> well, but getting over your fear is the first step to customizing. When I customized my very first pony... I was so afraid of ruining a pony that I ended up using fakies first. Because I figured no one would hunt me down and murder me if I ruined the fakie. <laughs> because I had liter I had heard stories about people who customized the wrong pony, you know? And the people didn't like those people. 
was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm doing. I know. I'll use a fakie. No one will get mad at me if I ruin a fakie. <laughs> And so I did. And I was terrified the whole time. Um, I think my hands shook the whole time, which explains the bad sculpting. But um, once you get over that initial fear, you know, you'll find, oh, I tried sewing it, and it totally didn't work, but then you little tiny stitches. And it's too hard for me to do little tiny stitches. And then you'll go like, but wait. I wonder if I could do this if I cut the pieces again. And then I tried using tacky glue or fabric glue. And you'll find different things that work for you. And, and, and it's, it's not right or wrong as long as it works. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited that you're thinking about doing this because I think, I think if you do it, you will totally get excited about doing it and it'll be hard at first and, and you'll question your sanity multiple times, but <laughs> customizing is really such a wonderful form of insanity and I really hope you try because it can be really rewarding. Yeah, because I'm even seeing some that were crocheted, and I don't really know how to crochet. Yeah, I saw the pictures of some of those. Those look really cute. People crochet, and they knit, and they sew, and it just, just try it. Try different ways of doing it, you know? If you're really concerned about the modesty of your cupcake doll, or your cherry Mary muffin doll. Once you, once you have a, you know, the dress off, or you know, just sew a couple pieces of cloth together, and you can dress in a stack cloth for a while until her new dress is made. And she can wear a tunic. Yeah, <laughs> a poncho even. Give, give her there a little go. fabric poncho until you know her dress is ready. Okay, thank you for for the encouragement. Oh, mm, excuse me. Yeah, I'm totally excited to want to do this. I'm 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 eager to see you try. I want to see see what you do and and your thoughts on it. And it'll totally give you when you um, interview customizers, which we haven't done in a while, by the way. So when you well, I have. I have one in mind. I just got to contact her. Yeah, but even 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 if you only try it once, it'll give you a totally different perspective on what it what, what a customizer goes through and what what it's like. I think you'll really enjoy it, and and it's a pleasurable torment. I will admit that it it will make you. <laughs> It'll make you cry. It'll make you angry. You may swear a lot. I know I do. <laughs> but in the end, you will be really excited about your first piece, even if it's not perfect. Just 
finishing it. Just finishing that first piece is is your first customizer. It doesn't have to be perfect, and it won't be perfect. But finishing it is is the is the big. Deal. And if you finish it, I I will I will go to my my uncle's shop and see if I can get him to make a ribbon for you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, I'll start looking up doll patterns, and I'd probably be able to crochet something better than sewing it. <laughs> yeah, crochet it. There's nothing wrong with crocheting a dress. In fact, I think I think crocheted and knitted dresses on dolls are absolutely adorable, and they look more realistic than most of the stuff people dressed up dolls up in anyway. You know. Yep. So do it. That is my advice to you. Do it. Just do it. Okay, I will at least look up the patterns because remember, I still have several several projects I have working. I know. And now that Samantha is actually off the line, I can say that I have actually moved on to one of her other items. Mhm. So when she hears this, she can be excited to hear that I've moved on to another item in her package. Ooh. Well, well, you know, part of having too many, too many projects um, that are in in process is part of being a customizer as well. <laughs> just, just look around the pony boards. Just look at pony groups on Facebook. Everyone, you'll get someone that's like, I just decided to, to share a picture of my work desk with you. And you'll see a lot of pony bodies and pony heads on sticks and doll heads and, you know, fabric oh pieces. It's just, that's just <laughs> part of the territory. <laughs> well, in my case, it's I only work on items when I'm in a certain mood. And that is that is perfectly normal as well. That's part of the artistic temperament. I have to be in a happy, positive mood. I'm so excited. But You're at the beginning of this customizing journey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably swap, but it'll be fun nevertheless. <laughs> hey, you never know unless you give it a shot. This is true. I'm going to bother you about this now. We have to Skype so I can remind you that you're supposed to learn how to do that. <laughs> can, can you at least give me a week? <laughs> well... Yes, but please send me the chocolatey doll. I want to learn how to make doll stands for Cherry Mary Muffins. I need to Okay. <laughs> no problem. Doll feet. <laughs> Shoot, I'd be willing to send you the one that has the chewed up feet if you'd be willing to fix her. <laughs> sure, I can give it a shot. Fine. 
Send me the one that doesn't have chewed up feet. My husband says I'm not allowed to try 16 years doll with chewed up feet until I get through my other project. <laughs> okay, I'll see what Spoil I have board. by the end of the week, and I'll, get, I'll I'll send you pictures, okay? Okay. And you can pick. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I need someone to join in my insanity. <laughs> one of us. 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 <laughs> Oh, hey, well, I'm thinking about it. Do either of you guys have any of the Dolly Mix ponies? I have I've... one. I have, I have Snuggle. Okay. I okay. have Firefly. <laughs> All right, because I'm getting... I bought a bunch off of somebody on the Facebook group, and I think I might be getting doubles of Snuggle, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the pink peg? Or Heartthrob. Okay, so if I do end up with doubles of those, I'll send, I'll, I'll let you guys know. And maybe I'll send one of each of whatever the doubles are to you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I got a Dolly Mix, um, the Dolly Mix I got, I actually got from um, Clipper as a free yeah, gift. I, I I got a really good deal on the ones that he sold me. I got I have twelve Dolly Mix ponies coming my way, shipped ooh, ooh. for eighteen bucks. Eighteen bucks for oh, all those ponies. Oh you yes. Got you got a steal. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was he was basically like, I want to get rid of them, a dollar each. <laughs> I said, I'll take them all. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is. He had so many at the fair. He was giving them away as um, prizes. Like if you went to the preemie and your your tag didn't match something, that was a winning tag. You got a card that said if you bought twenty five dollars worth of things at his booth, you got a free gift. And one of the free gifts was a dolly mix pony. No, cool. you guys go. I am falling asleep here, which is a good thing. Oh, good. You remembered to take your pills. Well, not only that, but last week I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't I wasn't really sleeping well. It was for some reason I wasn't falling asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're having that so. problem. Yeah. Last week. And my mother I finally came up with the reason. 
we both caught a summer cold. Oh, those suck. Yeah, especially when you don't go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my friend who do, who always does the color in my hair when I when I go to color my hair, she wasn't sleeping and she tried to do my hair, and it's not quite working out. So, actually, oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. She called when I was prepping for the show, and I didn't realize it. So actually, I need to call her back. Tomorrow, probably, because her salon is closed now. It's almost 8 o'clock here. I wonder. Hey. Hmm. But, but I just, I just want to stress that being afraid the first time you start customizing things is perfectly normal, but it shouldn't okay. stop you from doing I will remember that. Yep. Perfectly normal, but it shouldn't stop you from doing it. I will try not to cry while I'm doing it. You know what? Even crying is totally fine as long as you keep at it. And like I said, finishing the piece is what your first piece is what's important. Because it won't be perfect. And... But it'll 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 help. Uh, I believe the term is pop your cherry. Rising <laughs> goes. You will no longer be. Get a it. Get it, cherry Mary muffin. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I can help it. <laughs> No pun intended, unless, of course, you think I'm hilarious, and then it was absolutely on purpose. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I just want you to do it, and and I think you'll end up enjoying it more than hating it, which is really all you can hope for with any art project. Yeah. Yeah, because I always but like you, trying new patterns, so. Yeah. It just. I, 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 I'm just really excited at the thought of you doing that, and, and I want very much for you to, to really give yourself a good start with it. Because it really is a lot of fun, even if it does make you insane and you swear and cry a lot. And you may, or, you know, depending on what you're working with, you may or may not cut yourself several times. And <laughs> but that it's a wonderful way to drive yourself insane, and it's probably the best love-hate relationship you'll have. Yeah. <laughs> but. That's what any art form is, really. It's 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 this wonderful way to drive yourself insane. There we go. Being an artist is a lot like being married. Sometimes it's really great and some 
sometimes you want to destroy the entire universe. <laughs> so. Okay. Just keep well, that in mind. I will do that. Do that. And we will bug you for updates on your progress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we're nosy and we want to know. You mentioned it on the radio, so inquiring minds will want to know. Remember, we have thousands of witnesses. <laughs> we this have is true. <laughs> So, yeah, just keep in mind that we won't let you forget ever. But I have a very, very fussy baby, so I need to let you go. Okay, well, we'll see you next week then. Okay. We will see you All next right. week, and give me a definite date. Oh, well, Fred's back in the room. Hey, Fred, when's going to be a good time for the next show? Um, either Tuesday or either um, this coming Wednesday. Well, if you if you want to wait a week, week it's coming Tuesday. Or a week from tomorrow. Um, Fred says, oh, but no, that that would be my dad's birthday. Or no, tomorrow's my dad's birthday. A week from tomorrow. Tuesday or Wednesday. A Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, well, I probably can't go to practice until my, my physical therapy appointment. When they tell me how bad I've screwed up my back. Mm. I was looking at pictures from Fred's family reunion and Melody's second birthday, and apparently I am super hunched over. I do not have to posture anymore. So. All right, so either Tuesday or Wednesday next week? Yeah. Okay. The coin, pick one, and if we need to change it, let me know. <laughs> And I am not opposed to doing it a little bit earlier, a little bit later, if you guys need to. I will make it work. Well, earlier might be a little bit harder for me. So. Well, just let us know what 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 looks good, and we'll we'll make it happen. Alrighty. All right. All right. Night, well, guys. Until night. next week, Pony Night Nights. Pony Night Nights. Is that it? Are we alone? <sighs> well, check in and keep watching to see when our next show is going to be. Because you never know. Till then, happy pony hunting. Good night.